With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I am your host, Sean, and this is your final Big Fight Preview episode for 2023. We, of course, are covering the final Big Fight of the year, which is Naoa Nui's Big Fight against Marlon Tapales. This is going to be an exciting Boxing Day cracker indeed. We're really looking forward to seeing whether a new A can go one step further and become another undisputed champion in another division. So this episode, guys, is going to be focusing solely on this particular fight. So it will be a little bit shorter than we normally would put out there. But we wanted to do this because it is a big fight. It is the final big fight of the year. And it's, of course, a new A who arguably in some people's eyes is the top pound for pound fighter in the world at this time for us it's Terence Crawford but many people could easily put a new eight there at number one and for very good reason too of course with what he's done in his career and where he is at in his career at this moment in time but he's got another test in front of him here in the form of Marlon Tapales the man that ended the undefeated Murajan Akhmedalaev by a split decision in April of this year. A little bit of an upset in some regards when he won the IBF and WBA Super Bantamweight Championships and took that undefeated record off Ahmed Alayev. And now he's put himself in this position where he's now fighting to be the undisputed Super Bantamweight Champion. And he's fighting one hell of a fighter in Neo Inoue. Of course, we've been watching Inoue for a couple of years now and he's just getting better and better, and better. 
And you're starting to wonder who is going to stop Neoa Anue. I think at one point, maybe we felt Nonito Denaire would have been the man to do it. But he, you know, he, he gave him a really tough fight in their first bout, but then it was ending emphatically by Anue in their second return bout. And I think since since that difficult night in 2019 against Anue, he's, he's just got better and he's improved and he's cleaned up in the bantamweight division and now he's moved up to super bantamweight and, and now he's looking to clean up here as well. And it's... It's a great fight, really, because you think about where Anue is at and you think about what the possibilities are of him and moving up and being a champion in yet another way. I mean, look at his career so far to date. Since he started in 2013, you know, he became the light flyweight champion. He's been the super flyweight champion with the WBO and then he's moved up to bantamweight and he's become undisputed in the bantamweight division and now he's moved up to super bantamweight and in the space of his second fight up at the weight he's potentially going to become the undisputed super bantam champion so he's going to have been a champion and not only four different weight categories but an undisputed champion in two of those four weight categories if he wins this fight against Tapales. So it is a real significant night and, and a history-making night, potentially, for Inoue. And what we've seen in his last fight against Stephen Fulton was how he was able to systematically break down another fellow fantastic fighter in the division. Another guy that myself and Johnston have really reveled over for quite some time as well. So to see him do what he did to Fulton in July this year, well, it was something to behold. And it, it makes you sort of understand that this guy is going to go probably even further should he decide then to move up once more to another weight category. And, and you start to think, well, can he go as far as someone like Amani Pacquiao who was able to move up through eight weight divisions? Is it possible that Inoue could be the next Manny Pacquiao? I mean, at the age of 30, it's, it's still quite possible he could do another two weights quite easily. But let's not forget who he has got in front of him. He... He's fighting a guy in Tapalas who, as I said earlier, he'd upset the apple cart in his last fight by taking the titles away from Ahmed Alayev, beating him by a split decision. One judge actually had it really, really wide for Ahmed Alayev, but the other two felt it was, was close, but a close decision for Tapalas. And what I've seen with Tapalas is that he's got some skills and abilities that may may cause some problems for Inoue, but it's one of those fights where you start to just favour Inoue straight away because of we've 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 not really seen major, major vulnerabilities in him. You know, we've seen hairy moments for him and he's overcome that adversity and gone on to continue to be great and seemingly greater. But you start to struggle to sort of wonder how Tapales is going to break his way through Anue, what has he got to do to beat Anue? How is he going to break Anue down in this fight? And how is he going to be able to do to Anue what Donaire did previously and caused him a few problems? Well, what I'm going to do before I carry on is I'm going to allow Johnston to come in with his pre-recorded message about what he feels is going to happen in this fight. So I'm going to let Johnston come in with that message. Then I'm going to jump back to you guys and we'll be able to continue the conversation around what I think is going to happen in the fight, how it's going to play out, and who eventually is going to win. And then, of course, before we end the episode, we will do a little bit 
of housekeeping just to confirm what is going to happen over the next couple of weeks with the podcast. So, guys, here's Johnston with his thoughts on Anue versus Tapales. And the great guy is back again. Anue. Oh, what an absolute superstar this guy is. Uh, rightfully, pound for pound, one or two in the world, maybe just behind Terence Crawford. But he now has the opportunity to do exactly what he's done in this as they call it, the full belt era, to be able to become an undisputed champion in his second weight class. Uh, Crawford only done it recently, and of course, uh, Anue now has an opportunity to do the same thing, and he's doing it against Marlon Tapalis, the Philippine man, uh, a year older than he is, southpaw, a little bit shorter, uh, not as much of a great reach, um, decent fighter, boxer punch, assault, um, yeah, look, he's a two-weight world champion, I believe, Tapeles. He's, you know, he, he showed a lot of heart in some of his fights. He's been down a few times. He's not completely elusive where he's not going to get hit. He will get hit. So that's a major concern for me. But he put in a good performance against uh, Mac Madaev to win the title in uh, earlier this year. Um, won the first half of that fight, lost the second half and almost got stopped in the last round. So there are alarm bells, look. Tapeles has got a huge task. He's fighting probably one of the best fighters in boxing at the minute. He's going to Japan to do it, and it's for the undisputed title. What a great opportunity for him, but he's fighting an absolute monster, hence his nickname. And the reason why they call him monster is because Anue is exactly that. I just can't see nothing else but the brutality he's shown us recently. You know, Fulton Jr., tremendous fight with my eyes, one that will... Go on to be a world champion again. He was just unfortunately come up against superstar, and Anuwe is that. Um, I honestly do not see anything other than an Anuwe win for this fight. Um, you're gonna just hear those the floorboards creaking, you know, the silence in those arenas, and the cheers when he hits or puts someone down. It's almost like uh, I remember someone describing it: someone walking to the gallows, and that's exactly what this is to Pelez when he makes that ring. Where was gonna be a walk to the gallows? I can see him doing okay, um, but he's been down a few times. There's just nothing to suggest to me that he can get anywhere near a new A, hurt a new A even. I just don't see it. Um, I think the only one who beats a new A or the only type of boxer that beats a new A is someone who's very elusive and can't get hit and can just pop off a few shots per round. But that being said, it's almost impossible at times. He cuts off the ring so well. He's got power in both hands. He's got a tremendous jab. He's just got everything, this guy. Anyway, he's one of my favourite fighters for a reason, and it's because he likes to get rid of people when he can. And unfortunately for Tapelez, I think he gets stopped. I don't know. It could be an early one. It really could be. Could be quite quick, like a couple of rounds. But I'm going to give Tapelez a little bit more respect than that, and I think he goes the second half of the fight. A guy over six. I don't know when, but after after six rounds, I think Anuay puts the pressure on and eventually stops Tapelez and becomes an undisputed champion. Again, um, the sky's his limit. The the world is oyster. Uh, this fella, Anue, will probably be the number one pound for pound at the end of it um, because how quickly he's done this. I mean, undisputed champion in what? Within the space of just, what, six, seven, eight months, something like that? Incredible, really. A year, sorry, it's been a year, I believe. It's just insane, isn't it? Within a year, December 13, I'm undisputed against Paul Butler and now he's going to do the same thing a year later. Incredible stuff. Incredible fighter. Can't wait to see him in action. 
Well, there you go. There's Johnston's message about what he thinks is going to go on in this fight with a new to pile, as he doesn't really have much hope, as you can hear there, that uh, a new A is it's going to be nothing other than a new A win and, and knockout, and probably between mid to late rounds, possibly. And, and, and you know, I understand like why people feel this way, and it's hard when you're in a position where you've got a fighter who's he's kind of out there with one or two other fighters as as absolutely outstanding fighter it's hard to to look at the opposing corner and the guy that you're facing even though he's a champion also and give the guy the same level of opportunity to win the fight as you would with the guy who's effectively the superstar Tapalas has got the ability to cause problem the difficulty is is he going to be able to get to Inoue before Inoue gets to him in this fight and that that's where I think he has difficulty if he can get into Inoue and he's able to get out of range in time then maybe this could be a different fight but Inoue's so damn fast as well at getting in and getting out and he's, he's an emphatic finisher when he's got a fighter hurt that's it it's game over so it's difficult to give Tapales a shot in, in, in winning this and that sounds mad because you know he took the titles away from Ahmed Elayev, who, for all intents purposes, was one of the guys who we thought maybe we'd see a new A in there against, and, and possibly still can. But I think with him losing them titles, it's took away the the aura of that fight being as big as what it could have been. So now he faces Tapalas, who beat Ahmed Elayev, and now you know a new A could make that 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 great history, and you know he can leave. 2023 as the pound for pound best on the planet and in him winning this fight would definitely solidify that this year at the moment for me it is Crawford but if he does this a new A against the Palace it's going to be a new A a new A would be number one and, and Crawford would be number two for me and I'm sure we will cover that in an end of year show as well so it, it really all depends on how this fight plays out I think a lot of us do feel that it is going to be a, a, a straightforward win for Neo Inoue I think his ability to get to a fighter and into range as quick as he does it's just causing fighters so many problems that they struggle to deal with and you know I thought Fulton Jr. would be the one that would really cause him some some trouble and Fulton wasn't able to to do what he'd done in previous fights he he, he seemed bamboozled at times by a new aid I think from what I've seen of Tapalas I don't think Tapalas really brings anything different or anything better than what that Fulton Jr. did. So with that in mind, I, I agree with Johnston. I can sort of see a stoppage here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For a new A, um, if it's not an early stoppage, then it's it's going to be potentially a later stoppage. But all I can see is an a new A win by a stoppage and him creating this history and having, you know, become the undisputed champion in, in two different weight classes in, in a very short space of time, effectively. So, yeah, he's, he's really cementing his legacy if he does do this. And it's 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 hard because I like to try and stay as objective as possible and, and not completely go one-sided with it. But unless Tapales brings something to the table that we're not expecting and he causes problems for Inoue that we're not expecting, then to me, I just see an Inoue victory via stoppage. And, and that's kind of why I've gone down that route because of what we've seen previously from Inoue. And there's not really much more I can sort of add to that that really gives any weight to the Tapales argument for a victory here and it feels a little bit like you know a, a one-sided big fight preview in that sense that you could probably say well why are you doing a big fight preview because really all you're talking about is how good a new he is and how he's going to win but it's hard not to isn't it it's hard not to talk about a in that in that fashion in that way and you know really be in awe of him of, of what he's achieved so far and what he could achieve if he beats the pilots. So I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's great. It's on Boxing Day. I'm really excited for the fact that it's, uh, you know, a, a significant fight on Boxing Day. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing how it plays out. And it's nice to have a uh, another another big fight within a short space of time following the Day of Reckoning show, of course. And, you know, this episode has gone out just before the Day of Reckoning show and obviously before the Boxing Day bout between Inoue and Tapales. So when I do a reaction show following Christmas and Boxing Day, it's uh, it's going to be really good to be able to cover all this off and the fallout of the Day of Reckoning show and what happens there and, of course, what happens in this. So I'm really looking forward to, to coming back to you guys next week with a Big Fat Reaction show. And, you know, I'm curious now as I'm talking as to, to how things are all going to play out and what potentially I will be talking about following these two shows and the fights that are... Are on him altogether, so yeah, it's it's great. It's 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 a great way to end the year, effectively. And I felt it was only right that we were able to cover this in a separate segment because I did want to make sure that we was able to give the Day of Reckoning show a a, a relatively decent preview, which is uh, what is already out there. And I'm sure you guys have probably already listened to it, but for those that haven't and are picking this up, go back and listen to that prior to the fights happening, and then let us know what you think about it. So. I suppose what I'm going to do for the next five, ten minutes, guys, is just really go through a few bits of housekeeping and information. And please do not turn off at this point because there's so much to to really cover. We are coming to the end of the year and we have got an official end of year show to come as well in the next week, just after the Christmas period has finished. But I just wanted to take the opportunity now in, in this show to really say a big, big thank you to everybody that has been listening to us in 2023 and previously as well in previous years because it's been for us another big year in 
terms of what we've been able to achieve in the podcasting world. And I say that in respect of the fact that we have been nominated by the Sports Podcast Group and, and their adjudicating panel for two of our podcasts in that category, the Best Combat Sports Podcast. And we've been nominated for the BTR Boxing Podcast, Network Podcast, and also the Darker Side of Boxing Podcast. So to have them in there among some of the best podcasts, not just in the UK, but in the world, it's absolutely amazing for us, truly, truly humbling. And of course, we want you to go and vote for us. We are an independent podcast. And I know I'm doing another rally cry here and another episode, but I can't stress how important it is that we do get that support because whilst I don't genuinely believe we will get the win and the award, as long as we can push ourselves as hard as possible and you guys can go out there and support us in that way by voting for us, then there is a small chance that we might even end up finishing in the top three, which should be a big step up from the previous year where we was only nominated for the darker side of boxing and we didn't place in that top three. So to have two podcasts in it this year is is a massive step forward. To go one step further and, and get maybe in the top three is even greater for us. And I just see things as small steps, guys, small steps. We're not a heavily financed podcast. We do get support from the great, fantastic patrons out there who support us. We do get support via advertising through our sports social podcast network relationship, which is absolutely amazing and amazing progress for us from where we came from. But we don't have the same fan base. We don't have the same platforms as some of the big boys out there. You've got George Groves and his George Groves Boxing Club, of course. And you've got Boxing News, his podcast, and you've got all these other great podcasts that are out there that we're up against. So it is really, really difficult for us to to be able to push forward against those like that. However, guys, I still consider it to be an absolute achievement and I'm very proud of it because if we have been put into that category with those types of names and platform, that signals to me that we are considered by the adjudicating panel that we are one of the better podcasts out there. So that's what I am perceiving from this. But without that support and without people voting for it, it would make it really difficult for us to get placed in that top three because those platforms, as I've said, will have thousands and thousands of followers across social media, a lot more than what we do. And as a result, you know, a lot of these guys will, will go and do that because it's a, a very well-known platform. So this is why I always say, Make sure you share stuff on social media. Anything that you see that we do, share it. Any podcast, share it. Tell your friends about it. If you do that, that that little gesture is, it goes a long way. It really does go a long way to help us move on and get greater platforms and potentially get sponsorship deals that will allow us to create more content and allow us to record on a more regular basis in the sense that we can put more series-based content out there for you guys which is what is our big niche with the network. So please, again, go and vote for us at the Sports Podcast Group. It'll take you a couple of minutes to create a free account. Go on and submit either for BTR or for Darker Side of Boxing, your choice. But either one of them, I'd be absolutely grateful to every one of you for doing that. So that's the first bit of housekeeping that I wanted to bring to the forefront of this episode. The second bit is to let you guys know that our Legendary Nights podcast is, of course, having a little hiatus. I know we're only two episodes in, but because of the Christmas and New Year break 
and then was wanting to do an end of year show and a boxing wishlist 2024 we didn't want to release the next episode until those episodes have been able to be released and then we can resume the series on the 8th of january where the next seven episodes will then release week upon week and then we will move on to the darker side of boxing which is one of our favorite casts that we cover so please if you've not listened to the first two episodes lennox lewis and tyson and Della Hoyer versus Mayweather, they are out there on this feed or the Legendary Nights podcast feed. So please do go and check them out. And make sure you're leaving comments on YouTube and on Spotify and just let other people know what you think of the episode. If you have enjoyed the episodes, let us know. I'm going to give a big shout out here to Corey Wayne, who's commented on a couple of our episodes via Spotify who commented about not being able to listen to the De La Hoya Mayweather episode because of the fact that Mayweather's involved. And clearly, Corey, you're not a big fan of a Mr. Floyd Mayweather. And I can't say we are arguably great fans of him either. However, if you enjoy the sport and you enjoy learning about the sport and learning more about things that have gone on behind the scenes in a certain fighter's career and life, I implore you to give it a chance and go back and listen because with the way we put things together, as everybody knows, we we bring the best out in people. We bring the best stories out in maybe stories that you didn't think were going to be there. So it was a surprise to us to do that episode with Mayweather included and learn more about Mayweather than what we already knew. And also to be able to, I suppose, humanize him in some sort of way. You know, we've had our opinions, myself and Johnston, over the years about Mayweather and not liking his style of fighting in the second half of his career, etc., etc. But when you hear some of the stories and the difficulties that he did face, you do then start to get a little bit of empathy towards him as a human being. And yeah, you can put some of the stuff aside of attitude, cockiness, whatever else. You've got to have a little bit of empathy towards his situations in life. And it might make you understand a little bit more about why he is the way he is so definitely go back and listen to that and Lewis and Tyson another great nostalgic episode going back and telling stories of things that happened around the time that we didn't really know about when looking back on it in hindsight so it was great to deliver both them episodes so please if you haven't already listened to them go out there get it on your podcast app and listen to them over this Christmas period and please make sure you do Make a comment on Spotify or YouTube or whatever app you're using. Leave a rating, leave a review. If you see any of the posts on social media, please give them a share on Facebook or if you are on Twitter or as otherwise known as X, please make sure you put a retweet and a like. I have been posting a lot of On This Day stuff, a lot of On This Day videos and uh, they've been doing really well and people have, have really enjoyed us putting that stuff on there. So thank you to people like Martin Mulligan who has been commenting and specifically saying how he likes that content going out on there. So Martin, thank you again, as always, for, for supporting us. And if you guys are long-time listeners and, and you've been tuning into us for a while and you haven't yet done that, go and do what Martin does. Retweet it and share it and like it and put a comment on there because the more you do that, the more other people are going to see it and understand that actually what they're seeing uh, is is a great podcast and, and there's some good stuff out there. So please do it. It really, really helps us. But you know what, guys? That is it from me. 
if you've stayed with me for this long, thank you. I know it can be a little bit laborious at the end, but I feel like you guys need to understand some things and to be able to put things into context for you is, is also great to do it in this format as well. Finally, I just want to say have a great Christmas and of course a happy new year. I hope you've enjoyed your year and if you've had some not so good moments this year, look back on it and think, you know what, I'm going to make it better next year. And with that in mind, guys, have a lovely Christmas, a happy new year. We'll see you in 2024. All the best. Take care. And thank you for listening to the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. Podcast Network.